You're listening to New Life Church in Richmond Hill, Georgia. Lord, as, as we're here, we're listening, Father, and we're open to what you want to do, open to what you want to say. And so, Lord, we're asking right now, Father, that you can, you can just let your word just find its place. Lord, we pray for your will to be done today. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Um, before we get into where we're going today, I want to make mention, um, many of you know that we have been in a search for a uh, full-time children's pastor for uh, the last uh, couple months, and uh, we've uh, had interviews and resumes that we've been going through, and um, we have made a selection, and uh, we are bringing on a young lady by the name of Corey Bishop, uh, who will start the 1st of December. And so, cool. yeah, yeah, yep. And so we are really excited about Corey joining our team. Some of our students already know her uh, because uh, she was their counselor at youth camp. So Raina and I have worked youth camp with her for a long time. Uh, she has been on staff uh, at her dad's church over in Perry, Georgia. And so she's going to be moving over here and joining our team. And we cannot wait for that to happen. We do need some help. Um, she does not currently have a place to live, and so uh, housing is tight right now, amen? Uh, so uh, we are asking for any help that uh, we can get. If you guys know of anything, uh, we are listening. We are open, and so she is open. Uh, so uh, just just uh, if you know something, we would love to talk to you. You can reach any one of the staff members to come talk to me, and uh, we would love to put Corey in touch with you. Um, but this morning, we're going to a new series of messages. Last week, we ended... Um, our Unlikely Heroes series. Uh, last Sunday we had Superhero Sunday. Pastor Trent did a great job as he brought the message. His Spider-Man interview was amazing, you know, and so we are we uh, just had a great time last Sunday with uh, Truck or Treat, Superhero Sunday. Uh, so some of y'all showed up. You, you guys, you guys look good with your superhero gear on. You know your capes. You know, I know some of y'all might have tried to pull that off all week. Um, we do have a lot of candy left over, so if you want some, we're willing to share. Okay? Uh, yeah, calm down. <laughs> some of it, not the starburst, not the starburst. Listen, if you got your Bible, we're going to go to the book of Psalms this morning. Psalm chapter 27 is where we're going to go, and so you can go ahead and be turning there. Um, we are going to go into a new series this morning uh, called The Path, and uh, basically it's just talking about finding your way. Um, we, uh, we look in Scripture, and the Bible talks a lot about these terms of being um, on a path or, or finding your way, uh, you know, finding the road that you're on, and so we kind of get that idea, um, and this past summer, I guess it was at the end of July. My, my family, we had a chance to go to Lake Chattooge. I can't even say that word. Chattooge, Lake Chattooge, uh, to go do some tubing. And, and uh, we had a great time. But on the way up, we went to, uh, man, I'm going to butcher this one too, Tallulah Gorge. Anybody ever been to Tallulah Gorge? Yeah, yeah, okay, a few of you, a few more of you. Yeah, well, I love Tallulah Gorge. Um, and it, it is a beautiful place. Uh, it is a great place to just go and hang out. They've got some great overlooks. Um, but as beautiful as Tallulah Gorge is, uh, it is dangerous too. 
Um, just uh, about a week and a half ago, there was a young man who uh, fell off the cliff because uh, it, it got dark and he couldn't really find his way. And so he, he went right over the cliff and, and fell about 150 feet. And so as beautiful as uh, Tallulah Gorge is, it is as dangerous as it is beautiful. And so, you know, you have to just kind of know that uh, when you're on a trail or on a path like that, they have all these places. Uh, and and Pastor, uh, Pastor Adam, I think I, I've got a picture. They just got some, some wayfinding signs uh, that, that they put up. And so you kind of have to know where you're at, right? Um, and, and even if you're, not a, if you're not in a state park, but if you're out at Tanger Outlets and Pooler, um, you know, sometimes you get a little turned around and you go to the map, right? What do you do? You're looking for the spot that says you are here, right? That's where you want to know. Where am I at so I can orient myself to figure out where I need to go? And that's really what this is about. That, uh, this, is, this is about really just kind of uh, where we're starting today is you are here, uh, not just physically here in this building, but where are you right now with God? What path and what direction is your life pointed? And we want to talk about that um, because I don't believe any path, you can be static in any path. Paths are meant to either take you to something or move you away from something, right? Paths are, are paths that carry you uh, to people or away from people. And so uh, we're, we're not really static in, in our path. We're never really really just stuck in one place. I know you can say, well, I, I can stand still. I'm just going to be, be still, you know. Even if you try to stand still, had a science teacher tell me uh, early on that, uh, that the earth moves at, what, about 1,000 miles an hour. And so we're still, as much as I try to stand still, you cannot stop uh, being in motion. And so you're either going or coming from something. You're going somewhere. There's this constant movement, and we're on a path. And the Bible speaks about us being on paths and, and, and being in, in certain places. And so today we want to talk about that idea of, of being um, on this path with, with God. So this morning, if you got your Bible, Psalm chapter 27 is where we're going. Psalm chapter 27. And I'm really, uh, I'm only going to read one verse, and uh, I really only want to focus on part of the verse. Um, so we're not reading a lot of Scripture. I know a couple weeks ago I read an entire book of the Bible to you. Um, it was a really short book, though. It was only 24 verses. So uh, today I'm going to go the opposite route and just give you a half a verse. Uh, this uh, psalm in chapter 27 is a psalm written by David. And to give you the context of what was going on here, it's uh, a psalm where he is crying out for help. Um, and he is just in a, in a bad spot. He needs some help. Maybe you've been there. Uh, maybe you're there today, and you just say, yep, I'm kind of crying out for help. I need some help. And this is where uh, David is at, and this is where the psalm is at. And I, I love the psalms because there's so much emotion there. Um, there is so much where there's crying out, this calling out to God, and we see that from David, and we see that here in Psalm 27. Psalm 27, beginning in verse 11, this is what it says. Teach me your way, O God, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. And I, I really just want to focus on the first part of that. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path. Um, I love to break things apart. I love to break apart Scripture and words. I, I love to see where words come from. And so I we're going to do that again today. Uh, if you've been around here enough, you know that, that, that that's going to happen at some point. Um, when we're looking at this passage of Scripture and it says, teach me your way, that word that gets translated as way is the word Derek, is the word Derek. It is a Hebrew word. 
Um, I know it sounds like somebody's name, but it is a Hebrew word. It is the it is the word Derek, and this is what Derek means. Derek means a way, a road. It's a distance. It's a journey. It's a course of life. It is a course of life, and so Derek is uh, it's translated as way, but it, it it can mean road. It can mean um, a distance or a journey or or the uh, a course of life that you've chosen. The other word that we translate here, it says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path. That word is, a he, is the Hebrew word orach. I think I, Pastor, Pastor Adam, I think I gave you those. You see those? It's a, it's a way. Derek is a way. It's a direction. Orach is a path or a wayfarer. What is a wayfarer? It's someone who is on a journey, someone who has been on a journey and knows the trails like the back of their hand. All right? Um, maybe there's places. Maybe it's hunting season. Right, you got any hunter, hunters in here, you know, just a few of you, okay? And maybe there are places that you go and you know those woods like the back of your hand. You know how to get in and get out. You know how to get in even if it's dark and where you're going and uh, you know where your stand's at. You know where you want to set up. And so that's, that's kind of what you are. You are this auric. Uh, that is, you're a person that kind of knows the trail like the back of your hand. It is a familiar passage. So auric is a way. It's a path. It can be a traveler or a wayfarer or it's a passing of life. Um, but another kind of little bit caveat with these two words is this. Not only does Derek mean way, and it's the usual Hebrew word for way or path. That's, this is the one that usually gets translated as way or path is, is this Hebrew word derek. But it also means something that is new. Derek means that there's a new experience. There is a new way. There's something fresh about it. Uh, there's new places and almost like new faces. That's the sense for this word derek. Oric, though, once again means a well-traveled path, and it's actually, it gives you the sense more of something that is familiar, some place that you've been before, some place that you've been, not just before, but you've been a lot, that you have, man, it's like you show up, and it's like your, it's like your way to work, you know, how many of you guys, sometimes you go on autopilot when you're going to work, and you have driven, you know, maybe three or four miles, and you kind of come to yourself, it's like, whoa, I just let three miles pass, and I was totally checked out. Anybody? Nobody's going to admit to that, but uh, it happens to a lot of us, right? <laughs> you have traveled down the road, and you haven't really paid, paid attention, honestly. It's not in your brain. It's not been kind of clicking off. Hey, I'm, I've just traveled three miles. Um, but you do it so much. It's just it's kind of you're in this habit. You're in this track. It's like this, this circuit. It's like this thing that you are familiar with. That is this word auric. It is somewhat familiar. It is somewhat lackluster. It is ordinary, whereas Derek, it's new and it's exciting. Now, when we look at this passage, what does the psalmist say? He says, teach me your Derek, O Lord. Teach me your way. Teach me something new and lead me on the level path. Lead me on the familiar path. Lead me on this path that I've been time and time and time again. See, the first thing I need you to understand is this. first place we're going this morning is this. You will never get to the right place by being on the wrong path. You will never get to the right place by being on the wrong path. 
It's, it's this idea that, hey, if you have a destination in mind, you got to get on the right road, right? So many of us, we want so many great things out of life. And maybe when you got married and you stood before the pastor in the church and you and your wife were looking at each other and you were just making goo-goo eyes and you had just so much hope and there's so much promise. And you're like, everything's going to be amazing. Everything's going to be great. And then you fast forward 15 years later and it's like, where did the amazing go? And where did the great go? And where's the newness of it all? You know, some, not everyone, not me. That's not me, you know. <laughs> you got you know, to so watch it. We ain't done with the message yet. Hang on. No, it's because it's we have so much promise. There's so many things that we want, so many things that we think, you know, this is going to be great. You know, for my, my, my marriage, you know, 10 years, 15, 20 years down the road, as, as we're going to have kids. Our kids are going to be the best kids ever. They're going to be amazing at everything that they do. They're going to be artists and geniuses and athletes and engineers, and they're going to be so smart and all this stuff that they do, you know, and then they can't rub two matchsticks together, right? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, man, let's try again. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, it's kind of one of those things that, that we, we come to life and we get on this path and, and we want so much, you know, there's, there's so much that we think that we can achieve in life. And there's a destination that we all have, and whether it's a marriage or family or career, you have a great goal in mind. You have a great destination in mind. But you will never make that destination. You will never get to the right place by being on the wrong path. And it's so important for us to look at these principles that we find where God is saying there's a way to go. There's a way to live life. There's a way to have wisdom in your life and live your life in such a way where you avoid damage, where you avoid uh, these things that will bring you down. There is a way to live life that follows God's wisdom and leading. Frank Sinatra, always think about Frank Sinatra's song. He had the song, and he said, I did it my way, right? So many times, how many times were we there? We're just like, I want to do it my way. I've got a way that I want things to go, and I'm going to do it my way. And if it's not my way, it's the highway, right? You can, you can, just, you can just take off because I'm going to have it like I want it, you know, but God is saying in his word, he's saying, listen, there's a way to live. There's a way to live your life. And sometimes you may think you're on the right path. Sometimes you may think that you're traveling down the right way and the right road, but really you're just headed to damage. You're headed to destruction. And you, you don't realize it. We find in Proverbs 14, 12, if you got there, Pastor Adam, Proverbs 14, 12, it says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in its end is the way to death. That is that word Derek right there. There's a way sometimes it seems exciting and new, and it's amazing, and it's awesome. Oh, I just love the, the road that I'm on. This is great. But what Scripture is saying is, like, you've got to be careful because just everything that, that sparkles isn't gold. Everything that shines isn't a diamond because it may look pretty right now, but on the end of that road, on the end of that trail, there's destruction, and a lot of times there's death. So you've got to be careful how you build your life. You've got to be careful how, uh, what path you set your life on and what course you set your life on. Because there are things that we can set our life to, to trail after. There are things we can set our life to just, just follow after. We think they're going to be great, and they wind up leaving us with big holes in our life. So there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end is the way of death. It may seem right because it's new and exciting, but it doesn't mean it's right. See, sometimes we have to realize 
there's just one way to get there, okay? I know I think about Orlando. How many of you have ever been to Orlando? Been, been to see Mickey, been to see the mouse, right? The happiest place on earth. They lied to you. <laughs> it's not the happiest place on earth. The most expensive place on earth, yes. And when you pay that bill, you might be happy when you walk in. When you pay that bill, you will not be happy. I was not happy, right? I quit being happy. And, and so uh, you think, I think about Orlando. There's a lot of different ways to get to Orlando. You can get to Orlando by going down 95 and hitting I-4 and cutting across from Daytona. You know, you can, you can get to Disney World that way. You can go. I've been down I-75. I've been, I've been down I-75, hit the Florida Turnpike, you know. I was pulling a double-axle trailer one time trying to get down to Orlando to pick some stuff up, and I hit the Florida Turnpike. I'd never been on the Florida Turnpike. I said, I'm going to hit the Florida Turnpike, you know what, and see how this. And it was great, you know. And I hit a toll, toll booth you know and I had to pay the toll and uh, it, my buddy told me he's like hey listen you better start keeping those receipts so that you can get reimbursed I said I ain't worried about that man I got you know I'm flush with cash right now about the third toll booth that I hit I realized that they were charging me per axle and I was pulling a double axle trailer and I said like, hey man hang on to those receipts I'm gonna need them I'm gonna be broke by the time we get to Orlando there's a lot of different ways to get to Orlando. There's a lot of different ways to get to different places that we're trying to get sometimes. But there is only one way, really, to get to where God wants you to go. And I think about it like this. I said, you know, there may be a lot of ways to get to Orlando. There's only one way to get to Tybee Island with a road. Am I right? I would love to be able to take a road just like, straight across there it would save us so much time would it not we could get to the beach in just a short amount of time we just had a road just right right across through there and we don't we have to go all the way up we kind of have to work our way around we've got to find highway 80 and we're going to take highway 80 all the way down to tybee island there there's there's a way there's only one way to get into tybee island through the road i got to thinking about it like this it's it's almost like there seems like there's a lot of roads that will bring you to Richmond Hill. There's a lot of different ways you can get to Richmond Hill. But there's only one street that will bring you to my driveway. Amen. There's only one street that will bring you to my house. You can't take it. And so when I think about this, I think there's, there's a path that God sets us on to get us to where he wants us to go. And he says there's a path of life and there's a path of destruction. And stay on this path of life. Stay on the path of wisdom. Stay on the path where you are protecting your life from the things that would try to pull from you and to pull my purpose from you. But so many times we, we get sidetracked. So many times we step off the path. So many times we're like the guy who uh, just a few weeks ago at Tulula Gorge who, who stepped off the path and, and he, he, he met a horrible end. Sometimes we don't realize where we're at and we need God to show us, hey, you are here. See, sometimes it may be that uh, God has to bring you full circle. See, this, this idea of this auric, this, this path, in this Hebrew word auric, it is a well-traveled path. It's almost like you, you get there because you're there over and over and over, over and over and over. And there are places physically that you go to that you just start checking out, that you, you're not seeing stuff anymore. You know, when new people come here, I, ask, I like to ask them, what did you see when you walked in? Because I want to know. I have been here now 11 years 
I have been the pastor at this church 11 years. I have walked in this building 11 years. I have come in here almost every day for the last 11 years, and I see the same things over and over and over. And so there are things that I start missing. There are things that I, I stop seeing. There are things that I just start taking for granted. So when somebody new comes on staff with us or, 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 or comes becomes part of our fellowship, I ask them, I was like, what do you see when you come in? Because I want to see through their eyes. I want to see through their eyes that are fresh eyes. But see, life is like that. Sometimes we just keep running around the same track. We keep going around the same thing, and we start, we stop, start missing things. We start taking things for granted. We, we, we stop seeing the newness and the good things that God has brought, and we just keep on that loop of, man, I've been here before. And you're tired, you know, and you just hit the same worn-out spot over and over and over and over. This word... Auric, it gives you the picture of like wagon wheels that have cut ruts in the in the road. It has been through so much that there are deep uh, ruts in the road. That is the idea. That's the picture that you should get when you hear this. It is a well-worn path that really says, I've been here before. But see, sometimes, sometimes God will bring you full circle to help you get the full picture. That's the thing. God will bring you full circle to help you get the full picture. If you have ever seen a map of the children of Israel when they left Egypt, have you ever looked at a map and how it's diagrammed? You know, it seemed like they were going in a circle. It's like God took them in a loop. Why did God take them in a loop? It's because they had not learned the thing the first time. Sometimes we don't always learn everything the first time around, and God says, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Come on, let's do it again. It's almost kind of like Mr. Miyagi. Remember Mr. Miyagi, paint the fence. Just keep doing it. I've been painting this fence. I don't want to paint the fence anymore, you know. And he's wanting, uh, he's wanting this kid to learn things because he says repetition over and over and over. And i got to believe that God does some of the same th stuff, that sometimes he brings us back to the place that we've been before because we missed something the first time and the second time and the third time and the fourth time. And some of you today, you're brand new and you're like, the Derek, the Hebrew word Derek, you're like, hey, this is brand new. This is fresh and new to me. I've never been here before. But some of you, you're like me. You're like the Oric. You're like the old Oric, Ryan Ogden, you know, <laughs> that's me. And I've been here before. I've been here for the last 11 years, and I miss stuff. And so the psalmist, that's what he prays this. He says, teach me your way, your Derek, your newness, but lead me again on those old paths, those paths that are familiar. What he's basically saying is this. Let me see something in the place that I've been a thousand times. Let me see something new about it. God, I've been in this church for the last 10 years. God, when I come in this morning, let me see something new. God, let me see your word fresh and anew. God, let me experience that song fresh and anew this morning. You know what? There are times, guys, and I did that this morning. I just shut my mouth when we're singing, and I just listen to you sing. Because it began to uplift me. It began to, to build my spirit when I heard you singing and all the voices coming together because it's like, that is awesome. And although I've heard it a thousand times before, it seems like it's different every time. Because God is able to show us something fresh and new, even in a place we've been a thousand times before. And so this morning, somebody can come play. What is it that God is wanting to show you where you're at? Maybe you've been here time and time again. Maybe you said, I'm tired of being in this spot. 
Maybe you're like, I'm just so tired of being where I'm at. I've been here. God, for how long? God, I'm tired. And God's saying, but I want to show you something new about where you're at. I want to show you something new about where you're at. I've got a cousin that, um, her name is Rhonda Troll. And Rhonda, I preached her funeral last week. She had a bout with, um, with cancer, and um, she called me a few months ago. It was back at the end of August, and she called me. She said, hey, listen, uh, this thing's terminal. Um, I want you to come over. I want you to do my funeral. I'm like, I do not want to have this conversation. I don't want to talk about this, but I, I knew I had to go, and I went, and I spent, I spent a whole afternoon with her just talking, reminiscing, telling stories. And she began to tell me some things that I'd never heard about her life, how God had brought her full circle. She was music minister at the First Methodist Church in Jessup. And um, I didn't realize that when she gave her heart to Jesus, it was at that Methodist church years and years and years ago. She had been running from God. She had lived a lifestyle that was just totally off the God's path, uh, substance abuse. She would, she had, uh, she'd been in the army, and uh, she just had all these experiences living all over the world, but just so many things that she had let just bring her life down, and she was just broken in a lot of different ways. And she came home. She moved home to Odom, Georgia. And her, she didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And her mom, praying lady, uh, she's my Aunt Dorcas. She, she, my aunt told her, she said, I'm going to this women's conference. And it was super cold that night. And um, and actually had snowed. And it's very rare it snows here in Georgia. Come on, it's Georgia, right? Especially South Georgia. And it had snowed. And, and my cousin Rhonda told her mom, she said, Mom, you're not driving. I'll, I'll drive you over there. And Rhonda said, but I'm not going in the church. And so she drives her to the church, and my aunt goes inside to the women's conference, and Rhonda's sitting out in the car, and it's cold. And she's sitting there, and, and I just, I, I, in my brain, it's like I see it. God just turns the air down. You want to sit in the car? Let's see how cold we can get it. Yeah, sit in the car. That's smart. She got so cold, she said, I can't, I can't take it anymore. I'm freezing. She said, I, I'm going to go inside. I'm just going to sit in the foyer. I'm not going in the church. I'm just going to sit in the foyer. She was, she was so defiant. She wasn't going to go in that church. So she went and sat in the foyer so she could try to warm up. That was really all it took. All God needed was her to step in that foyer. And she sat there, and she was able to overhear. And she gave her heart to Jesus right there in that foyer. And her life began to take a new trajectory. All the things that were just killing her, all these things that had just taken so much potential for her, she began to see where God had begun to direct her steps and order her steps. And a few years ago, she wrote a book. This little book's called Maximum Voltage. And um, basically, it's, it's a 
base analogy about a battery, how batteries have energy, this potential of energy in them to discharge and have so much power. Um, and it basically, the, it says maximum voltage, just achieving your full potential in God. I didn't know exactly what I was going to say at Rhonda's funeral. And I kind of went back and I began to look in this book. And the last chapter, the very last thing, I thought, hey, man, this, this really sums it up. And the last chapter is this. It's just called A Few Final Thoughts. This is what she wrote in her book. She said, a friend of mine recently asked me, how does a woman from Odom, Georgia, write a book? My answer, get breast cancer. That'll do it every time. If this book never sells a single copy, it has already given me a precious gift. It helped me survive. Writing this book helped me focus on something other than my pain, my fear, and my uncertainty about my future. Experiencing breast cancer changed my thinking about a lot of things. I walked away with a determination not to leave anything in my life undone, not if I can help it. The fact is, the potential contained in a battery will eventually fade away, whether or not it is ever used. I don't want to be the battery that dies on the shelf. I don't want to be the battery that never accomplishes what it was created to do. I want to reach my maximum voltage. I want to live in that place, and that's where I want to be standing when time runs out. I said, man, she preached her own funeral. Uh, there wasn't much for me to say because she did what she wanted to do. She did what God called her to do. She lived the path that God said, listen, this is not an easy journey you're on, but this is a path that ends in me. This is the path that ends where I'm at. And Rhonda says, that's where I want to go. And so no matter how difficult the journey, no matter what that looks like, that's where I want to end up. She came full circle where she gave her heart to Jesus at that Methodist church in Jessup, Georgia. She ended as the music minister at that Methodist church in Jessup, Georgia, teaching kids music. And at that funeral, there were so many students that were from little kids all the way to kids that had come through my youth group and our children's ministry. You know, they were 30 years old, and they were running their own companies, but they were there because Rhonda Troll poured into them and told them, you have God-given potential. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't give up. God has put something in you. God will, a lot of times, bring you full circle to help you get the full picture. Father, we come to you. God, I, I don't know where every one of us are at. I know that we're probably a lot of different places on this journey called life. Maybe some of us are farther down the road than others. Maybe some of us, we've just totally walked off the path, and you're calling us back. God, if you're calling someone back right now, and they're pushing back, maybe there's a little bit of resistance there. Maybe there's a lot of resistance there. Maybe they have a lot of good reasons why they, they shouldn't come back because maybe they don't like church. They've been hurt in church. Maybe they've been hurt by a pastor. Maybe, maybe it's just this whole religion thing just doesn't seem to be for them. 
God, I pray that you would break through all that. And I pray, God, that the reality is that we all are on a path. And you want us to let that path bring us to you. And you're calling us to life, not death. You're calling us to purpose, not just being aimlessly walking through this life. Lord, you're calling us to fulfill the potential that you have put inside of every one of us. So, Lord, this morning I'm praying wherever we're at, wherever we're at, that we respond to that call, that call to step back on the path this morning, that call to come back. So, Lord, today, whether it's a new and fresh trail that we're walking down and things are just, just exciting and it's just, it's just brand new to us or whether we've been here before, whether it's the same path that we've walked a thousand times before, you're still here. And there's something that you want us to see. And just like David prayed, let us see something. If this is number 1,001 that I'm walking, let me see something new on number 1,001. Let me see something new and let me hear something new, God. Let me feel you in just a new way, God. Speak to me this morning. God, speak to our life this morning. Don't let us just walk through this life aimlessly. You have made us for a purpose. We are here for a reason. Nothing happens. You don't waste anything, good or bad. So, Lord, we submit it to you right now. We give you our heart. We give you our life. We give you this path that we're walking on. Lord, let it end in you. Let it lead to who you are. Let us be changed by that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you guys to stand with me. I want you to sing this song with us. Can we sing it together? Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress. And you are my portion, and you are my hiding place. Oh, and I believe you are the way, the truth, the light, and I believe.
It's a new horizon, and I'm set on you. Can you meet me here today with mercy set anew? While all my fears and doubts, they can all come true. Because they can't stay long when I'm here with you. And it's a new horizon, and I'm set on you. And you meet me here today. With mercy set anew, and all my fears and doubts, they all come to because they can't stay long. It's a new horizon, sing oh, it's a new horizon, and I'm set on you, and you meet me here today with mercy set anew. can all come to because they can't stay long when I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe you are the way, the truth. Sing it out. In the truth, the light, oh, I believe you are the way. In the truth, the light, I believe you You've been listening to New Life Church in Richmond Hill, Georgia. For more information regarding New Life, please visit our website at newliferh.com.